Chapter sixty six of A Short History of the World by H. G. Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter sixty six The Revolution and Famine in Russia. But a good year and more before the collapse of the central powers, the half oriental monarchy of Russia, which had professed to be the continuation of the Byzantine Empire, had collapsed. The Tsardom had been showing signs of profound rottenness for some years before the war. The court was under the sway of a fantastic religious impostor, Rasputin, and the public administration, civil and military, was in a state of extreme inefficiency and corruption. At the outset of the war, there was a great flare of patriotic enthusiasm in Russia. A vast conscript army was called up for which there was neither adequate military equipment nor a proper supply of competent officers, and this great host, ill-supplied and badly handled, was hurled against the German and Austrian frontiers. There can be no doubt that the early appearance of Russian armies in East Prussia in September 1914 diverted the energies and attention of the Germans from their first victorious drive upon Paris. The sufferings and deaths of scores of thousands of ill-led Russian peasants saved France from complete overthrow in that momentous opening campaign, and made all Western Europe the debtors of that great and tragic people. But the strain of the war upon this sprawling, ill-organized empire was too heavy for its strength. The Russian common soldiers were sent into battle without guns to support them, without even rifle ammunition. They were wasted by their officers and generals in a delirium of militarist enthusiasm. For a time they seemed to be suffering mutely, as the beasts suffer, but there is a limit to the endurance even of the most ignorant. A profound disgust for Tsardom was creeping through these armies of betrayed and wasted men. From the close of 1915 onward, Russia was a source of deepening anxiety to her Western allies. Throughout 1916 she remained largely on the defensive, and there were rumors of a separate peace with Germany. On December 29, 1916, the monk Rasputin was murdered at a dinner party in Petrograd, and a belated attempt was made to put the Tsardom in order. By March things were moving rapidly. Food riots in Petrograd developed into a revolutionary insurrection. There was an attempted suppression of the Duma, the representative body, there were attempted arrests of liberal leaders, the formation of a provisional government under Prince Lvov, and an abdication, March 15th, by the Tsar. For a time it seemed that a moderate and controlled revolution might be possible, perhaps under a new Tsar. Then it became evident that the destruction of popular confidence in Russia had gone too far for any such adjustments. The Russian people were sick to death of the old order of things in Europe, of Tsars and wars and of great powers. It wanted relief, and that speedily, from unendurable miseries. The Allies had no understanding of Russian realities. Their diplomatists were ignorant of Russian, genteel persons, with their attention directed to the Russian court, rather than to Russia. They blundered steadily with the new situation. There was little goodwill among these diplomatists for republicanism, and a manifest disposition to embarrass the new government as much as possible. 
at the head of the russian republican government was an eloquent and picturesque leader kerensky who found himself assailed by the forces of a profounder revolutionary movement the social revolution at home and cold-shouldered by the allied governments abroad his allies would neither let him give the russian peasants the land for which they craved nor peace beyond their frontiers the french and the british press pestered their exhausted ally for a fresh offensive but when presently the germans made a strong attack by sea and land upon riga the british admiralty quailed before the prospect of a baltic expedition in relief the new russian republic had to fight unsupported in spite of their naval predominance and the bitter protests of the great english admiral lord fisher eighteen forty one to nineteen twenty it is to be noted that the british and their allies except for some submarine attacks left the germans the complete mastery of the baltic through all the war the russian masses however were resolute to end the war at any cost there had come into existence in petrograd a body representing the workers and common soldiers the soviet and this body clamored for an international conference of socialists at stockholm food riots were occurring in berlin at this time war weariness in austria and germany was profound and there can be little doubt in the light of subsequent events that such a conference would have precipitated a reasonable peace on democratic lines in 1917 and a german revolution kerensky implored his western allies to allow this conference to take place but fearful of a worldwide outbreak of socialism and republicanism they refused in spite of the favorable response by a small majority of the british labor party without either moral or physical help from the allies the unhappy moderate russian republic still fought on and made a last desperate offensive effort in july it failed after some preliminary successes and there came another great slaughtering of russians the limit of russian endurance was reached mutinies broke out in the russian armies and particularly upon the northern front and on november seventh nineteen seventeen kerensky's government was overthrown and power was seized by the soviets dominated by the bolshevik socialists under lenin and pledged to make peace regardless of the western powers on march second nineteen eighteen a separate peace between russia and germany was signed at brest litovsk it speedily became evident that these bolshevik socialists were men of a very different quality from the rhetorical constitutionalists and revolutionaries of the kerensky phase they were fanatical marxist communists they believed that their accession to power in russia was only the opening of a worldwide social revolution and they set about changing the social and economic order with the thoroughness of perfect faith and absolute inexperience the western european and the american governments were themselves much too ill-informed and incapable to guide or help this extraordinary experiment and the press set itself to discredit and the ruling classes to wreck these usurpers upon any terms and at any cost to themselves or to russia a propaganda of abominable and disgusting inventions went on unchecked in the press of the world the bolshevik leaders were represented as incredible monsters 
glutted with blood and plunder and living lives of sensuality before which the realities of the tsarist court during the rasputin regime paled to a white purity expeditions were launched at the exhausted country insurgents and raiders were encouraged armed and subsidized and no method of attack was too mean or too monstrous for the frightened enemies of the bolshevik regime in nineteen nineteen the russian bolsheviks ruling a country already exhausted and disorganized by five years of intensive warfare were fighting a british expedition at archangel japanese invaders in eastern siberia rumanians with french and greek contingents in the south the russian admiral kolchak in siberia and general deniken supported by the french fleet in the crimea in july of that year an estonian army under general Udenich almost got to petersburg in nineteen twenty the poles incited by the french made a new attack on russia and the new reactionary raider general wrongler took over the task of general deniken in invading and devastating his own country in march nineteen twenty one the sailors at kronstadt revolted the russian government under its president lenin survived all these various attacks it showed an amazing tenacity and the common people of russia sustained it unswervingly under conditions of extreme hardship by the end of nineteen twenty one both britain and italy had made a sort of recognition of the communist rule but if the bolshevik government was successful in its struggle against foreign intervention and internal revolt it was far less happy in its attempts to set up a new social order based upon communist ideas in russia the russian peasant is a small land-hungry proprietor as far from communism in his thoughts and methods as a whale is from flying the revolution gave him the land of the great landowners but could not make him grow food for anything but negotiable money and the revolution among other things had practically destroyed the value of money agricultural production already greatly disordered by the collapse of the railways through war strain shrank to a mere cultivation of food by the peasants for their own consumption the towns starved hasty and ill-planned attempts to make over industrial production in accordance with communist ideas were equally unsuccessful by nineteen twenty russia presented the unprecedented spectacle of a modern civilization in complete collapse railways were rusting and passing out of use towns were falling into ruin everywhere there was an immense mortality yet the country still fought with its enemies at its gates in nineteen twenty one came a drought and a great famine among the peasant cultivators in the war devastated southeast provinces millions of people starved but the question of the distresses and the possible recuperation of russia brings us too close to current controversies to be discussed here. End of chapter 66